Hello everyone, I'm Jenna Filipkowski, the Vice President of Research and Development at the Cuban Capital Institute. Welcome to this episode of Nine to Thrive HR, where we're going to discuss feedback. I'm joined today by Karen Hurt, who is the CEO of Let's Grow Leaders. Thank you for being here, Karen. Thanks so much for having me. And I know you and I, we share an affinity for feedback, and I just want to know, and let's level set with our listeners, why should we care? What's the importance of feedback, and why does it help people and their organizations? You know, when you think about it, it's so interesting. As we work in organizations, so frequently people tell us they are not getting the feedback that they crave from their supervisor. So that's the first thing, is that people really want to know how they're doing, and most people really want to invest in getting better, and there seems to be a real lack of it out there. And of course, the world of work is changing so rapidly. And as people's roles change and evolve, and as uh, technology takes over some more of the simple things, we are now needing our humans to do the work that only humans can do. And with that, it's more complex. And so what worked in the past may not be what is needed in the future. And so feedback really gives people an opportunity to grow and evolve and to do the pivots that they need to be really successful in the organization. I agree. How can you get better? How can you go somewhere different if you don't know where you stand today? Yeah. And it's interesting because one of the things that uh, I always ask our our audience is, if we're doing keynotes, I say, if you really knew someone cared about you in your career and really wanted you to be successful and had your best interest at heart, would you want them to tell you the truth? And every time, 100% of the people raise their hand. And yet we find that managers are often shy away from the giving the feedback because they think people, they're, they're scared. They think people won't react well. Exactly. And the HCI research team, we looked at the topic of feedback, continuous feedback um, late last year. And we found that the number one challenge for feedback was fear of hurting people's feelings. So mm-hmm. that fear of, like you said, you, you don't want to know what the reaction might be. So knowing this, that there's the fear at the heart of feedback, how do we get more feedback flowing throughout the workplace? Because we know it's important. Yeah, I think it starts by building relationships first. You want to be working on getting to know the people that you're working with as genuine human beings and building that trust. And if you have that foundation of trust and people really believe that you are trying to help it will be so much easier. So that's the first thing. And then I would say to get good at the skills. Part of the reason people are so scared is because they don't have the tools or um, the practice to do it well. And uh, so that's one of the things we really work with managers on is how do you have these conversations so that you can be confident that they will be received well. And part of that is really by getting the people, the person whose behavior you're looking to help change, to get them to do more of the talking. And so we have a model we call the INSPIRE model, which it's an acronym in it, but it's a process. But it starts by initiating the conversation. I initiate the conversation uh, and, and make a human connection. And then N is for notice, where you really notice a behavior that you're looking to change and you're not noticing an attitude. So that helps reduce the defensiveness that might happen instead of saying, oh, I noticed you have a bad attitude, right? 
I noticed that when you came into our staff meeting, you were on your phone the whole time, and every time someone said something, you said why it wouldn't work, right? Then you give S a specific behavior. The magic of this process is really in the P and the I where you probe and you invite them to reflect on the behavior that you're looking to change. And then you I, you invite them to come up with the solutions to the behavior. Uh, Then you recap uh, what they've said they're going to do. And then E, you enforce, you talk about a time that you're going to talk about the behavior again. And we find that when we work through that process and we teach that model at multiple levels of the business and people get accustomed to it, what you find is people are a lot more confident to have the conversations. I like that a lot. So changing the concept of feedback to be about fear, to be about inspiring or helping, helping others. And I agree with you wholeheartedly that people lack the the confidence because they don't have the techniques or the training to be able to deliver feedback well. I see so many times people confusing even what the word feedback means. They think it's it's coaching or they think it's telling someone what to do, but it's really it's just a piece of data to help someone get better. Yes. Um, yes. So if we want more feedback in our organizations and I believe feedback just can't come from like manager down. We should have feedback among peers. We should have um, team members giving feedback to their manager. What enables or helps people share and receive feedback among different levels or, or dyads in our organization? What what helps that, that process? Well, it starts again with relationships and building those relationships before you need to give the feedback. Uh, if you think about peer to peer, uh, that's that's a tricky one it, to give unsolicited feedback. So I always recommend when people are looking to receive more peer feedback, if you want to uh, know what your peers think you could do better, if they've got best practices that might help you, is to ask for it very specifically. So not saying, hey, do you have any feedback for me? Because generally people will say, oh, no, you're doing great, right? But instead, if you say, hey, I am really working on trying to improve, say, my communication skills, and I really value your opinion. Do you have, what would be one specific thing that you think I could do differently to be more effective in my communication? And we really encourage people to ask that of their peers or or pick whatever topic it is that you need more feedback on. And then when they give it to you, really say thank you and then circle back with them and let them know how it's going, how you've been uh, taking their feedback uh, to heart and what you've been doing to apply it. The thing is, if you have feedback for a peer and they haven't asked you, one of the good ways to do it is by starting by asking for feedback yourself. Because then it's, you know, there's the law of reciprocity. It's human nature that people are more likely to say, oh, yeah, and here's what I think you could do better. Hey, do you have any feedback for me? And now the door is open. Now you're not giving unsolicited feedback. You've actually uh, been asked for something and you have the opportunity to do it. Mm -hmm. When you think about um, giving, you know, feedback to your boss, uh, that could be, you know, that can always be tricky. Again, you really want to have the relationship, but we really recommend that you start by saying, similar with the Inspire model, you start by saying, hey, I really care about you. I care about the success of this team. And I have an idea that I think might make things better. Would you be open to hearing that? So you are, again, you're asking for permission first. Um, also, when you're giving feedback up, 
it's really important to do it in private uh, because your boss does not want to feel like they're being put out there in front of your peers or their peers. So if you take it offline, you are much more likely to have a receptive audience. And then really make sure that you are coming from a calm place. Because a lot of times what I see people do is they are frustrated with their boss and then they bottle it up and they don't give the feedback and they don't give the feedback until one day it all blows and then they're not doing it in a professional way. So to do it in private, make sure you've got the, you're not overly excited, you're, 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 you're calm and you're really listening to their perspective too. Uh, as well, because they may have a perspective of why they're doing something the way they are that you might not understand. Mm -hmm. That's very important. What conditions can we create within organizations that support people proactively asking for feedback about their performance rather than just waiting around for it or not asking at all? And what can we do as leaders and as people in organizations to support um, people asking for feedback? Yeah. So first is teach people the skills of asking, you know, so, uh, you know, this is the inspire model is how you give the feedback, but teach people how to ask, which is one of the things that we recommend people do is a do it yourself 360. And I'm a big fan of formal 360s, but a do it yourself one is where you pick an area where you really want some specific feedback And then you craft a couple of open-ended questions and you go ask. You ask your direct reports, you ask your peers, you ask your manager, and then you look for the themes. And what are you hearing consistently? And what can you do with that? That's part of it. Uh, And I would say the other is building it into all of your processes. So not just waiting for an employee opinion survey to ask people for their ideas, but at every meeting, say, how can we make this meeting more effective in terms of results and relationships? Uh, when you're doing one-on-ones, okay, we just had our one-on-one. What do you think we could do differently next time to make it even better? Um, working through a project, uh, having w- w- what we call uh, post-project celebrations, where you're celebrating what worked well, but you're also celebrating anything you learned along the way that you want to take forward to into the next project. So if you can build into your operating procedures around everything that you're doing instead of thinking about it as an isolated thing that you're doing. Yeah. Thinking of it like, what can we do differently coming from a place of what went wrong, but also what can we celebrate that went well and balancing those two in order to like get a more well-rounded picture of what happened. Um, Yeah. When feedback goes wrong, uh, you know, some of the things that we see is, you know, managers are giving people too much feedback all at once instead of focusing on one behavior. And that just feels way overwhelming and people shut down or they're too general. And they say, you know, you need to be more strategic. People always come to us and say, I get it. I'd love to be more strategic, but I don't know how to do that. I don't know what that means. You know, so Mm -hmm. to be very specific about, well, when you say that you need to be more strategic, what exactly do you want them to do? Or do you want them to be making more critical decisions? Do you want them to be thinking two levels above? What what is it? And so that they can actually visualize what it is that you're trying to have them do. Mm -hmm. And I love too, when people, if you got feedback saying, be more strategic in that conversation, ask the clarifying questions to be like, so what do you mean by that? Can you give an example of a time where I was strategic or I wasn't strategic Mm -hmm. versus just, okay, thank you. And just walking away. Right. Um, I think taking ownership of the the information you do get and having them, the person who's giving the feedback, take some accountability for being clear um, with that information. 
Yes. And lastly, so we want more feedback. We want feedback between managers and their teams, between team members up to managers. What tools can we use to support feedback flows within organizations? I know some organizations are very small and, and don't invest in a in a platform, but some do. If you just talk in general, just what tools can support the flow of feedback? Yeah, so, you know, I mentioned 360s, and I think that can, if the environment is an environment of trust, uh, whether you're doing a formalized 360 through a vendor or whether you are doing the DIY 360 that I described, I think there is no better way to get feedback than that if people will tell you the truth, if the trust is there. The other is there are some systems out that are tied to performance management uh, where people have the opportunity to give feedback all through the year. So peers are giving feedback all through the year or as projects end uh, through an online system that flows into your performance appraisal. Again, that can be such a good tool if people are using it well, if the trust is there, if you don't have people gaming it well, I'll rate you well if you rate me well. So that, you know, it's just, if you've got a high performance Um, high engagement culture, that could be a fantastic tool. One of the things that we use with our clients is we call it our Let's Grow Leaders Learning Lab, which is uh, little micro engagements that go text message to your phone. And so if you are working on a behavior, you get a reminder asking you, how's it going? And so you are actually self-reporting and you're giving feedback to yourself, but then you get this information back so you can see your progress along the way. So things like that can also be very effective. Yeah, for sure. I could definitely see that. Well, thank you, Karen. That's unfortunately all we have time for. And I enjoyed our conversation. And thank you for speaking with our audience. Oh, so glad to be here. Thanks for having me. For more information and to download our research, please visit oracle.com forward slash performance feedback. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast if you enjoyed today's episode. If you're listening on iTunes, we'd love to get your rating and review. It helps other professionals and like-minded people discover the program. And don't forget, there's plenty of free learning content available on hci.org, which will help you on your path to become a strategic HR practitioner. For all of us at HCI, thanks for listening.